I thought you'd feel that way, Gary. I knew you were the only one who had access to the podcast. That's what will do you last. That's the sound of the ghost of Blockbuster Film School. Hey, everybody, welcome to Blockbuster Film School. It's time again. I'm Alex Bonner, joined as always by Nicholas Souter. I go by Wilford Brimley now. <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. He's wearing sunglasses. We have super producer Brian Tubbs. Hi, Brian. Ow, 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 ow. Because it is. Our second and final episode of 1980s horror. Also, I think we should mention this is our first two-parter. It is our first. This two-parter. is kind of a big deal. I know we had to break it into two parts. It was too dope. It was too cool. Kill for me, Jason. Um, yes, the weirdest mom movie of all time. Uh, we already talked a little bit about. Uh, Friday the 13th, but we're going to get into a couple more. Turns out they made a sequel for every popular like horror movie in the 80s, every single year of the 80s until the mid 90s when Wes Craven came back to shut them down with Scream. Everybody, welcome back. It is, of course, Blockbuster Film School. You're here because you want to hear about deep dives on crazy ass movie shit. We are going to appease you. So we're going to get back into it. We left off in 1984 at the end of 1984. The Panasonic VCR comes out. There are a lot of crazy movies. 1985 to 1989 is the second mega explosion of horror movies kind of taking over the world, if you will. I know there was a lot of dope stuff. None of these movies won Best Picture, but they were bigger. Wait a minute. You're telling me? That Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, which was shot in Vancouver, didn't win Best Picture? That's Part 7. It's on <laughs> That's Part 8. Is it Part it 8? It's Part 8. Oh, wait. We're going we to have to fight over this? Uh, There's no fighting because I'm right. I think you're... Lo siento. I'm right. I know my Part 8s. You might be right. Uh, we're going to go directly into it. We're going to keep our thing that we were doing before where I'm going to kind of just go through... The highlights. I mean, there are 900 sequels to everything and sort of weird hybrid versions, promo versions, clown versions, comedic versions of movies. There's a slumber party massacre. There's a sorority house kill storm. There is a upside down clown attack sorority massacre. It's like it doesn't matter. They made it. Canon Films was like, fuck it, we'll make it, we'll put it on fucking VHS, we'll put it at the uh, not blockbuster, and you can rent it there at Family Video. Dare we bring them up? Oh no, Hollywood Video, where you could actually rent an occasional NC-17 film, a Caligula, if you will, Um, but uh, we're going to go into 1985, that's where this sort of gets, really starts to pick up in terms of weirder stranger movies where you have people kind of coming back to make a second or third or fourth. But we're going to go into some of the ones that were the originals of 1985, which there weren't as many. Let's put it that way. Studios tend to 
find a formula, yeah. and when it works, they kind of stick to it. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Right. So a lot of the 1985... Shocker also being a Wes Craven movie. Yeah, we're going to get into that, but that's a little later. That's a little yeah. later. Uh, 1985, though, The Bad Seed comes out. Yeah. Uh, it's not a good movie, but it is funny... Because it's kind of that movie where it's like the baby was like, oh, our children are dangerous and they'll kill us. And why would you want to do that? Why would they be dicks to us? Because nobody gets to retire. Because <laughs> the climate is fine. Because we all have great jobs. <laughs> the bad seed sucks. Hire us. Yeah. <laughs> the bad seed sucks, but it's a funny version of like the omen that would eventually go into the Macaulay Culkin classic, The Good Son. Uh <laughs> 85, though, we also get The Bride, Chiller, a couple of these movies that are just sort of like there that it, obviously you had this golden age from 81 to 84, 80 to 84, excuse me, where just everybody's hitting out of the park, creating new genres, new different things, new different versions of movies. And then exactly like you said, Hollywood's like, why don't we just make sequels of these? Yeah. Run them into the ground. <laughs> but some people are still trying to make some different stuff. And the ones that kind of pop out, so Day of the Dead, we talked about this, which is a sequel, but... But it's totally different from the rest totally of the different. trilogy. It is totally different. It's in a tunnel. It's, <laughs> you are obsessed with that tunnel. <laughs> it's It gets to me. I'm sorry. They live in a tunnel. For it's a 40, bunker. They live it in, all okay, looks like right, a tunnel. Right. It all looks like a tunnel. I know. They live in a bunker for 40% yeah. of the movie. Yeah. And then the zombies show no, up. No, I mean, they're in the bunker for 80% of the movie. <laughs> and the tunnel's 40%. Then the zombies show up, which is dope, but you have yeah. to wait for a lot of sort of like the real world, but in a bunker before I'm, that happens. I'm going to go out on a ledge here. Mm-hmm. I think Dawn of the Dead yeah. is one of the best sequels ever made. Yeah. It's, it is also yes. just, here's the problem with it. Mm. Night of the Living Dead. It goes across a bunch of genres because there's like a solid 10 minutes where it's like silent German expression. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead has so much to say. It's basically a political zombie movie. Yeah. Accidentally, George Romero didn't know what he was doing. But, but George, it's an amazing action movie, too. It's, it's an amazing movie. action movie, amazing horror movie. Yeah. It's just like a really sad movie on top of that. It's sort yeah. of like a bummer. But All zombie movies are. They of. are. Day of the Dead. He knew what he had been doing in the past, yeah. and he caught up with himself. They gave him money. They gave him money. Tom Savini had money. Yes. And a, I'm going to steal one of your lines, a big bag of cocaine. <laughs> they, were, they were helping out. A big bag of weed, too. Big bag of weed, too. <laughs> um, the zombie makeup effects in this are amazing. There's a scene where one of the zombies tries to get up, and all of his insides oh, fall God, out. They rip yes. apart that one dude, that one actor who's amazing. That Savini shit is dope. Savini is... Fucking one of the best He's, ever. He really is. He really Dawn is. Dawn of the Dead is amazing because mm-hmm. of Savini. I agree. Day of the Dead, I mean. Day of the Dead is yeah. amazing because of Savini. Yes. Dawn of the Dead is amazing because of that, too. But also everybody. But, yes. like, Day of the Dead is more of a Savini film. Yes. It's so much darker than any of the other zombie movies Romero made. True. Very Reagan-esque. Very Cold War. Yes. Very living in a bunker. Everyone's yeah. blown up. Everything sucks. It's failed. Yeah. But Very yes. climate change. Yeah. yeah I, they know the end's coming. There's that scene in the beginning where, like, right. they're getting out the zombies and, like, the alligators are there and all this other shit. But, like, I think Day of the Dead is underrated. I think people don't like it. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah. I'm not totally against it. I just, it's one of those ones where when you want to watch Day of the Dead, you're like, but wouldn't I rather watch Dawn of the Dead? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this, though. Yeah. The older I get, yeah. the more I appreciate Day of the Dead. Absolutely. I agree. And it is solid. And it's also like 85 is a weird year because 
there were so many hits leading into 84 that are just like blowing, like, like exploding. And then they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Because then you go into like, say, Life Force, which is Tobe Hooper, Tobe, Tobe, <laughs> Tobe, Tobe, Tobe Hooper's follow up to Poltergeist, which is bananas. They gave Toby Hooper a bunch of money after Poltergeist. It is 100% worth watching, but it is not scary. It is basically the movie Species, but in that 80s, slightly misogynistic, slightly insane, we don't know exactly what we're talking about. There's an alien lady who will seduce all the men and kill them all. Also, I have to bring up the fact that Patrick Stewart is in it, and he's awesome. Yes. And looks exactly the same as he does now, which is Life Force, possibly a vampire. Just tossing that out there. Which fits with the movie. But Life yes. Force is ridiculous. Yes. But its ridiculousness is its saving grace. Absolutely. And there's like a ton of nudity. And also, the one thing I'll give Toby Uber, his set pieces when he was given money are awesome. They are. He is just like giving money to all those crazy 80s dudes who are just like, make these sets bananas and they look great and i would even make the argument that cameron sees life force and is like a lot of this sucks a lot of this sucks ass i would make the argument that there is so much of the story of life force there is so much of like the scenes and the way that the spaceships look in life force that cameron was like I think some of this is cool, but a lot of this sucks. And then he immediately went in and made an 86 movie that we will talk about. I don't think Cameron saw Life Force until 1994. <laughs> he just he just knew it inherently. Yeah, he, he could just, just feel yeah. the disturbance of the force. Um, yes, I would say, okay, there are a couple. There's one spitting, which has your favorite actor, Jim Carrey. I'm not talking about this. <laughs> um, Nick loves Jim Carrey. It's in Carey. my contract. Nick I don't has to talk about Jim Carrey. Nick has a tattoo of Jim Carrey's face on his back that says... Just wanted dead. <laughs> um, listen, Jim, I love you. Okay. All right. Nick's tattoo says all righty then underneath the picture. How do I quit this podcast? <laughs> just, and then we just cut. I know I live here. And then we just cut and Jim Carrey is now the co-host of <laughs> Blockbuster Film School. Um, yeah. Once Bitten sucks, but it's Jim Carrey's first movie. It's also another vampire movie, which is leading into something that will be a late 80s trope. People are starting to like vampire movies a little more. They get sexy. They're sexy and violent. <laughs> when they mix the sex and the violence, I like it. Look at me. I'm Miranda. <laughs> Underworld comes out. That's kind of Clive Barker's first break in America. It sucks, but it's violent and psycho and weird and Clive Barker's weird being creep creep as fuck don't insult him i no i'm I, that is an absolute compliment i in horror movies like clive barker S- has a way of like doing some creep shit that nobody else has been ready for he's got touch of the west craven but he just wasn't able to figure it out all the way the only one in 85 in my opinion that came out now you may have a different one but in 85 the only one that i really really thought was also changing the game was reanimator Reanimator came out, was taking a different version on Frankenstein, taking a very 80s, gory, but also fun and insane version of not exactly zombies. Like, I mean, it is, it is, it's reanimating people, but it's the Mad Scientist movie, the Mad Scientist movie for the 80s. And every cool skateboard kid I knew had a reanimator poster. It's not that good a movie, though. I'm sorry. There, I said it. Reanimator's not that good. No, I'm going to say it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to watch, but right. at no point I'm like, right. holy shit, this is yeah. great. It's like, yeah. oh, is this? 
oral rape with a fucking decapitated yeah. head? I don't like this. Well, I mean, this makes if me you have a decapitated head, you have to rape the head. I mean, let's face it. I mean, that's how. No, it no, it's, it's the other way around. That's the law. No, George the, Washington said that. The decapitated head's doing the oral rape. Oh, yeah, that's that, what, that's that's what, John what I'm Adams talking about. I don't, that's federalism. I'm not comfortable with any of this. <laughs> I just want this out there. Fair enough. Basically, 85 is kind of a down year, but 86, though. I think 86 is the best year out of this half. It gets fucking bananas. It gets mayhem. It turns wild style as fast as you can fucking, like, I just, 86 I, I, is crazy. I just want to see a few titles in a yeah, row yeah. before you get to it, mm-hmm. and then you can go back over Maybe, it. Nick, I, just, I love you. You do it. All right. So, first of all, Chopping Mall. Second of all, yes, Texas Wynoski. Chainsaw Massacre 2. Hell yeah. Critters. Yes. Henry, Portrait of a Fucking Serial Killer. Can we talk about some of these? Let's talk about all of them. I'm just saying, Stephen Herrick, who directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yep. who Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, 101 Dalmatians. Fucking dishes like, are done, man. <laughs> dishes are done, dude. Stephen Herrick, I love him. Critters is amazing. If you've never seen Critters, also Raphael likes that movie. He went to see it in the... That's true. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Jose Canseco bet. <laughs> Tell me you didn't pay money for this. Critters is also like that late 80s thing where people saw Gremlins and they were like, what if we made something fun, but it's also scary and insane? Yeah. And you'd get into like Tremors and those kind of movies. But Stephen Herrick really, I love his touch as a director. I really do. He's kind of a classic Hollywood director. He knifes in a little bit of social yeah. commentary on everything. I mean, Bill and Ted is like, there's there's global cultural sort of commentary. Um, chopping Mall? Chopping what, Mall. What do you think of Chopping Mall? I love Chopping Mall. <laughs> it has Dick Miller in it, who is one of our favorites because he's in Cold de Sacks. Cold. He is a Joe Dante favorite. Yes. Once again, the same year I saw Burial Ground, mm. I got to see at the Music Box of Horrors. I saw yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street three, The Dream Warriors, yeah. followed by Chopping Mall, yeah. then Burial Ground, <laughs> then Terror Vision, and Chud, and then I went straight to McDonald's. <laughs> And I went back to the Shark Shack, and I fucking hated myself for everything I've done to my body. But Chopping Mall is amazing. amazing. I think Chopping Mall, I'm stealing this line from somebody else. Chopping Mall is the first movie to give itself gifts. They knew later on the internet was going to use portions of this to, like, mock them. And it's brilliant. But also... There's heads exploding. Yes. There's Dick Miller. There's yeah. robots killing There's people. A, there are robot security guards yes. that go crazy and murder everybody. There are stupid teenagers. Like you said, we're meant to hate them. We yes. want to see them die. Breaking into a mattress store to have a fucking party <laughs> and bang on the mattresses. It's like, oh, yeah. you want to die. Yes. And you want to die tonight in front of Dick Miller's corpse. I totally get it. Also, it's going to be great. And like, they have like a locker room in a mall. You know, uh, like you do. Like uh, you do. Because <laughs> you played so many games at the arcade, you need to shower. Also, like Jim Wernerski, who directed it, like he directed like 900 terrible movies. But they were all horror, crazy movies. It was, like I said, this is the VHS era. Supposedly, Jim Wernuski is sort of the guy that they based the Mark Maron character from Glow on because he was oh, involved nice. in Glow. And he was this guy who maybe had been at one point a real director, but was like, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give two shits. And then he takes a shot of vodka and does a line of blow and is like, 
fuck it. I need to pay for my weird fucking like house in fucking Western LA. And he just made like 75 fucking movies and was like, you know what people like? They like tits and mattress parties and robots and people get their head blown up. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't like, and if you've never seen Chopping Mall, you need to do some favor. It's, it's also all of those basically like condensing all the eight, cause there are like 986 VHS horror movies that come out that year. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of dorks who are like, but haven't you ever seen fucking uh, Dingbat Head, Sorority Sister, Cock Torture 9? And I'm like, no, dude, I haven't actually. And they're like, it's really good. And it also has that guy from fucking NYPD Blue in it. Dennis uh, Franz? Yes, it has Dennis Franz. Skinny Dennis Franz? Uh, yeah, in it. Can we stop so I can watch that? <laughs> He's the main guy. Um, but Chopping Mall's the one. But the, Henry of a... Henry Pusher of a serial killer. <sighs> Chicago, Illinois. Oh, my God. Wicker Park. Fucking Michael Rooker. Spoiler alert. This is my number one. I'm not your father, but I am your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I love Michael Rooker. Yeah. Directed by John McDonnell, mm-hmm. who went on to prison. And... <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. This movie. Okay. Real fast. I don't mm-hmm. want to... This is an actual blockbuster story. Mm-hmm. I was like... 17. It, I got stoned. It was the scariest movie in Blockbuster. It was the scariest movie. I was, uh, here's, okay, it's NC 17. Yes. I was 16. Yes. I got stoned. I got on the bus. I went to my local Blockbuster mm-hmm. at Archer and Central. Mm-hmm. Took the movie up to the shelf awesome. because I had the Fangoria hardcover of the greatest movies from the 80s. I was like, oh, this is insane. I got to see this. So I walk up there and I go, I'd like to rent this. She goes, where's your ID? I go, here you go. She goes, you're not old enough to rent this. I'm like, Look, my dad's at home. He's probably as messed up as I am. Do you really want him driving here? She's like, do you want this movie? I go, oh, fuck. So I go, take the bus home. Kill for me, Jason. Kill for me, Jason. I go, dad, I need a ride, and I need you to go inside the store. He's like, oh, I get one day off. So we, we get in the car. We drive back to Blockbuster. injury portrait of a serial. Also, this was when I was 16. When I started working at Blockbuster, yeah. I was like 20. I wound up being Mary's boss. I yeah. just want to put that out there. She yes. was a great lady. Eat that shit, Mary. But she just kept working there. Yeah. So we go back, and he looks at this, and he goes, he looks at me and goes, what the fuck is this? I go, <laughs> it's not bad. He goes, all right, whatever. Let's go home. Walks up there. He goes, she goes, uh, he goes, I don't want to hear him say anything. He keeps talking about Jim Jarmusch movies I never heard of. I just want to get this home and go back to sleep. I have to go Dude, to work my tomorrow. good, you uncultured plebe. <laughs> so you were there. I knew it. He's a Highlander. Anyways, so they rent me this movie. I go back to the house. I was a little un... I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I didn't know it was coming. Right. And it was so just matter of a fact. Yeah. That it fucking blew me away. Really? It, I love this movie to this right. day. It freaked me out. It Fuck still freaks bit. me out. The last scene, mm-hmm. the last scene where he just pulls over, yeah. takes out the fucking yeah. luggage and leaves it inside the road. Just like, oh my God. Yeah. No, it's, is, a, it's a spooky movie. Yeah. And my they problem- kill that fat guy. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's one of the funniest scenes ever. Dude, there's uh, and also when the guy at the Bucktown Market, who's the Bucktown Market still exists, yeah, and he says, "Hey man, you see, how about them bears?" And Henry turns to him and goes, "Fuck the bears!" and then leaves. And I'm just like, "What is this movie?" It's uh, perfect, is what it it's is. It's kinda. I mean, for me, the thing that really, as a dork, I just kept watching scenes of early '80s Chicago, like mid '80s so Chicago, it's so and great. just like. 
being like, this is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing like anything that we, the, the apartments they live in, all the stuff. I'm just like, yeah. nothing. It's is- like the horror version of running scared. Yes. Because yes. running scared, you have all these amazing, right. like in the loop, they're yeah. driving on the fucking L tracks. There, there's a possibility they showed the fucking script of, Fucking running scared to Harold Washington, and he was like, "This is the fucking coolest yeah, thing I've exactly. ever seen. You get all the police force. You get anything you want. Whatever you want." Harold Washington was the coolest mayor in the he history was. of Chicago. We're ruined. <laughs> we should all have cocaine and ladies' yeah. underwear. God, R.I.P. R.I.P. Harold Washington. This is not a political podcast, though. This is not a political podcast. But Gregory Hines. <laughs> You can do whatever you want. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, yes, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer in block in true blockbuster tradition. Though it was the scariest box on the blockbuster it wall. Was. It's a great you poster. Should ch- you should check it out. You should. You need to look at it right yeah, now. Pause it, it. And also Google Michael Rooker from Chicago. Michael Rooker, so good. Like and now John McDonald's from Chicago yes, too. Yes, I mean honestly, Marvel movies, fucking. Uh, uh, Slither uh, and uh, Mallrats, Days of Thunder. Days I mean, of th- dude, I'm just saying, like Michael Rooker, like one of my favorite fucking. He's amazing actors. at everything. Yes, uh, d- uh, The Walking Dead. Like, I didn't see those. It's I okay. Didn't see he's, those he's, he's big in it. He's big in it. Is he Earl? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but also we should go because 86. There's a lot. Okay, I have, an, I have another 86. But go ahead. You don't. Okay. No, uh, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, House. Ex- oh yeah, it's a great okay. movie. House. It's a great cover. It's a great. It is, one, a great of the, movie it is poster. one of the greatest movie posters of all time. It's a severed hand ringing a doorbell. It scared me real bad as a child. It's basically one of the weirder haunted haunted house movies of all time, where like people get sucked into closets and then they go into like dark universes and have to deal with like Vietnam flashbacks and shit. Um, but when you watch it now, it's it's like Jacob's Ladder, but it's yeah, good. It's, it's it's mediocre. It's mediocre. Yeah, they're all mediocre. There's a lot of stuff where you're like, this is pretty dopey. Um, there's a movie called Little Shop of Horrors, which I don't necessarily consider a horror movie, but it does come but out. In you got a mo- it's a monster movie, exactly. And because of the horror, feed stuff, me, Seymour. Just, feed me. It's it's an amazing Frank yeah. Oz. It's fucking amazing. Like I'm sorry, it's just Steve. like it's and it and it probably only really comes out with a huge Hollywood push because of. The horror and the producers being like, this has a horror tinge to it. That fucking musical had been around for 20 fucking years. And they were like, you know what? Maybe we should try this shit because this might actually work. And Frank Frank Oz, who will later we will talk about as also a horror director uh, in certain ways, kind of... Uh, we'll do a Frank Oz episode was like, no, we got to do this shit. Um, there's a movie called Maximum Overdrive in which Stephen King is like, what if the, like the fucking cars can shut up? I'm talking. And they're like, no one's talking, Stephen. <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> That's basically Maximum yeah. Overdrive. At that point in his life, Stephen King was the chorus to... The Queens of the Stone Age song. Uh, <laughs> good, feel good hit of the Feel song. good hit of the song was just cocaine. Like it did ecstasy, alcohol. Like it did ecstasy, marijuana, ecstasy, and alcohol. Cocaine. Stephen King. Yeah, exactly. Also, I have a question to ask you. Have I asked this before? Is Emilio Estevez like a good actor? 
You have not asked me that before because I feel like that doesn't deserve an answer. Because he is a huge movie star. He's a huge movie star. He, I've never seen him act. I, I, he just stands like, oh, what? There's ice? You're right. hockey players? Right. Let's play hockey. That's not I, acting. I like. I love The Breakfast Club. I love fucking Repo Man. I just like. I'm, I'm just saying. I feel like. Oh, anyone, wait, he any, is a Repo Man. Anyone could be this, but I'm just saying, like, he, and I know I'm it's conflicted. And as much as like I know, but he's not Char- a good actor. I know Charlie Sheen is a scumbag, but his brother is like he can act. He can, <laughs> he can act. <laughs> he, can he can act like he doesn't have AIDS he, and have he's terrible relations with people. He's interesting. It's like yeah, he, Emilio he, Estevez. He's the same color as this new paint. <laughs> It's like, beige. oh, is, is it beige or is it egg, is it eggshell? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter because it could be anything. Also, Emilio, we love you. I apologize. Yeah, you I, were you uh, were definitely in Men at Work. Also, I believe that you knew how to play hockey in the Mighty Ducks. I did. I did. You look like a Melbourne white guy from Canada. I believe that shit. Um, the the I'm just gonna toss a couple of the Hitcher. Hitcher is a great movie. Rudger Hauer, R.I.P. Yes. And oh my God, that movie. Is still it still holds right. up because yes. it is just fucking creepy as shit. And it was kind of what I said to you. Like I saw the Hitcher as a kid, and it genuinely scared me. I watched it as an adult; it genuinely scared yeah. me. And it was one of those ones where I was like, "This is truly like a horror movie yeah. that is actually fucking scary." Like different than kind of all of the ones we've talked about, really. Where it's like after the initial time you see it. The Hitcher is terrifying. Yeah. When you're a kid and you see it, it's yeah. just like, oh, this is scary. Yeah. When you're an adult, it's like, why are you picking him up? Don't pick up a Hitcher. Mm. Don't pick up a Hitcher. Mm. This isn't Europe. They're not some <laughs> fucking college kid. Unless you're going to murder them, don't pick up hitchhikers. Yes. We all know that. Wait, this what? Is the, well, uh, nothing. Anyway, um, but I would, I would make the argument, though, that like, not the argument, but I would say that like the Hitcher, though really well paced, really well structured, yes. really terrifying. It's a straight up. It's a straight yes. up super low, but yes. like HBO released this, and it's such a simple idea. It's so simple, and then it's oh my god, the fucking ending. Yeah. Yes. Like it's it's spoiler alert. It's Braveheart. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, it, yeah. That uh, the trucks at the end. The director gets real drunk and yells at his girlfriend. Don't make me come over there, cause I will. Um, but, and then he gets pulled over by a cop, and he's like, "Wait, yeah, anyway, wait, 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 wait. and he anyway. says a bunch of weird anti-Semitic things." Um, anyways, anywho, there are two movies in '86 that we haven't talked about, though. I have one that I don't know if you're going to mention. There are two. Let's go. There are two. Uh, there is, in my opinion, as much as we love Videodrome, fucking the true. 80s Cronenberg fucking horror movie that changes the fucking game, changes the whole thing, makes you fucking obsessed with Jeff Goldblum, like changes like what what a horror movie could be, what it is, the idea of it, like is the fly. Yeah. Cronenberg knew he was the body horror guy. But he hadn't actually been a horror guy yet. No. But when he actually reached that point, it was the fly because he's like, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be 120 minutes of just body horror, and also like you know what's coming. Yeah, like the whole time. Yeah, you're like well, after the inciting incident. Now he's changing, and you're like, and he's trying to stop it, but you're like, no, motherfucker, this is happening now. Yeah. And I will say this: Spielberg said that he saw the fly, and he was like, "That's my guy for my horror movie." 
and that's the reason that he put him in fucking Jurassic Park, which nice. is yeah. Spielberg's horror movie. It's a monster movie. It absolutely is. Um, like, uh, spoiler, uh, real fast, Brian, yeah. super producer Brian Tubbs. Let's yeah. say hello to him again. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. You're doing a Just great job. Just passed me a note that said that movie grossed him out as a kid. It's dude. Oh my god, it grosses yeah. me out now, Brian. Brian, also when the, the I have the no, suit. I can't take anything. I occasionally worry about having three big hairs on my back, like three big. Fucking You're obviously not Italian. <laughs> well, just. <laughs> Yeah, your face. I've had my back shaved four times in my life. I worry about like having a really like consistent relationship with a woman, and then her shooting me in the face with a shotgun when I turn into a fly. All right, that's a problem. I worry about that. Um, this isn't love line, <laughs> but I am. I'm at a gorilla. No, but the like. I would say that I would. Uh, it would be the first one of the late '80s, in my opinion. Like, obviously, like you should see Little Shop of Horrors. Give me a fucking break. Like, yeah. and like the fly though. The fly. You should That's... see the fly. It's not any. Nobody makes movies like this anymore. No. Nobody would ever make a movie like that that would come out in major. Like, I love. Okay, you're right. Like, there's movies like Hereditary and stuff that kind of like. That may maybe if we start maybe. getting into yeah. like that sort of structure, like maybe, but maybe we're getting back to that a little I, bit. I, we do have a crazy Republican president where everyone's dude, being weird. Yes, maybe we are in 1981. I don't know, but like the thing with the fly. Yeah, I'm cutting you off again. I'm such a dick. No, not at all. You're going for it. Go okay, for it. the thing with the fly is, it's one of those great switch ups where you think the protagonist. Is the protagonist, but yeah. by the end of the movie, yeah. he's definitely the antagonist. He is absolutely. He changes so much that he's the protagonist and the antagonist. And then you have Gina Davis, who's fucking amazing. Right. Amazing. In this. Gina, so good. Oh my God. Dude, Gina Davis in this compared to Cutthroat Island is like two different people. Also, you know what's crazy? I saw that on like WGN on like in an afternoon. The first time on television, I saw it was, I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw it was on Fox in the afternoon. Yes. I was like, I need to see this. Oh, oh, absolutely, yes. Yes. Right, well, like, absolutely, there's, like, a Kafka-esque element of the entire movie and the metamorphosis, and... But also, I would say that, like, you know what's crazier is the the thing that Cronenberg latches onto perfectly that makes it such a classic is something that happens in certain movies where it's, like, the inciting incident is that somebody just fucked up. Yeah. They thought they could do a thing, and then they fucked up, and then they try to spend the rest of the movie trying to fix it, but they They can't can't do it. You it. have there's so much anxiety yes. in that. I'm sorry. Like, it's just it's never ending tension yeah. until the character's dead. Right. And it's Kafka-esque. You yeah, are it's right. very Kafka-esque. Yeah. Brian, that's why he's a super producer. Mm-hmm. But like he's yeah, exactly. It's people fucking up. It are, that's Cronenberg movies. Right. You have the fly, right. Jeff Kubu, he fucks up. Right. You have Existence. James Woods yeah. fucking up yes. in Videodrome where yeah. he does it. the video. They told him not to. Yeah, and he still does it. Mm-hmm. Existence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And he fucking did it anyways. You have Crash, yeah. where all these people are just doing this. You to have be shiver- fair, though. That's yeah, I know, it's super hot. Like, God, I mean, like, you have fun. shivers, though, yeah. where it's like, don't have whatever type of weird sex you're going to have, and then right. it spreads to everybody in the apartment building, exactly. and it spreads to the world. Right. The brood. Don't marry his ex-wife. Exactly. <laughs> don't fuck with Michael Ironside. He'll blow your head off. That is that is absolutely true. Yeah. I would not. That applies to real life. That's right. Fucking dude. Michael Ironside texts me all the time. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm like, listen, man. Starship Troopers, let's go. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Can I get his number? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we'll go into our, that was basically a speed round of our Cronenberg <laughs> episode. Um, but, uh, it's a flashcard. It's a Cronenberg. However, there is one last movie in 1986 that comes out, which is, uh, I'm going to say one of my favorite movies and the director of Piranha 2, uh, he comes back now. I know we haven't incorporated his other ones because I think they were closer to action movies, but this one, this one, he figures out what he's fucking doing and truly makes a horror movie, and it is Aliens. And we could... Can I... Mean, I, we're I, gonna, I think we could have an entire just a, alien, alien Aliens yeah. episode, the two of yeah. them, the whole thing with him. And we could do the rest of like a mini episode. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but just... Spender's great. Exactly. But, but he doesn't need an episode. But the... Like, that really Scott made this huge classic, and then they were like... And then he was like, I want to do this. And they were like, no, we don't like that. But Terminator was huge. And so yeah. they gave the reins to Cameron. And fucking Ridley Scott was like, fuck you. That's fucking bullshit. That's impossible. This will suck. And he turns out to make maybe the fucking craziest action sci-fi horror movie that's ever existed in the history of time. And if you've never seen Aliens, you're an idiot. I'm you are. right out right now. I don't, I don't like, believe in Alex's hyperbole, but this yeah. is true. Jesus. If you've ever seen Aliens... You're an asshole. You're an asshole. But see the original cut. See the Galen Hurd cut. Don't see the director's Look, cut. I'm, I really hate that I want to bring this up. Uh-oh. Go on our Instagram page. Yeah. Find the many Drake memes we have up. <laughs> yes. And go through the James Cameron one. Yes. Do not watch any director's cuts yes. of any James Cameron's right. movies. I should say You that are fucking up. I should also put this out. It's basically, and I will say this. I'll say this unabashedly. It's really the the... The two-person band that I like is James Cameron, Galen. They're the White Stripes. Yes, J- James Cameron, Galen Heard makes Terminator, Terminator Two, Aliens, True Lies, The like, Abyss, like, The Abyss. That's these like director producer. These are who make the fucking movies. The two of them, and it's and when they made, did they do Titanic? Titanic. Yeah, that's the last one they made together. Yeah. It was up until this year the. F- the movie that, in terms of money, everyone in the history of the world liked the most of any movie that's ever been fucking made. So, uh, the... But Aliens... Aliens is scary. Aliens is fucking it's insane. Kill, kill, kill me! Yeah. Fuck it, like, it's... People, people complain when it came out that it was just jump scares, but it's like, no. you're ignoring... You're ignoring the characters that you're with. What they a genius... fucking terrified. What a genius fucking idea to take... The subtle Ridley Scott movie, and everyone's like, what's this going to be of a sequel? Another subtle fucking weird, basically like having like a cougar run around in your house, right? I mean, kind of, right? Courtney Cox? <laughs> like like a, literally like a dangerous animal, like a killer dangerous, yeah. like having a grizzly bear. As a little, uh, this is a different movie. We're pitching a great movie here. We are. A grizzly bear in the house. Keep going, keep going. Ah! Ryan, write it down, write, write it down, down. Write it down. Um, but the, but We're going to be rich. But like, don't get me wrong. I love the original Alien. But then to then take it and be like, okay, so fuck that Alien. We're going to come back with the most badass motherfuckers we have. We're going to come back with the most badass motherfuckers that humanity has with the craziest guns. And we're going to fuck that Alien up. That Alien's bullshit. And then they get there and they 
fucking die. Yeah. They are no match for they, it. It is a nightmare. They are in a hive of death. And literally, like, the only reason they get out is that Sigourney Weaver is a messiah yeah, character. Exactly. Literally. There's literally, okay, there's literally uh, a gif. There's a, no, she was on fucking Stephen Colbert. Yeah. She says she is the person who saves humanity mm-hmm. every five to eight years for the last three decades because she fucking did. To be fair, because she attracted Bill Murray, that was the time. <laughs> no, I don't accept that at all. We're moving on. But here's the thing. But kind of. Uh, anyways. Because she befriended Bill Murray, she kind of saved humanity that time. I don't know. Oh, I totally, I totally in, in Ghostbusters. Yeah. No, you're right. I totally yeah. misunderstood that. Yes. But yeah, no, sh- they kill off. Right. You you start off aliens mm-hmm. with these fucking marines who are like they have the biggest balls in the right. world, and then you kill off more than half of them. Yeah. In like three minutes, they're all dead. in one spot. Fucking they all die the same way, except for a the dude. Who- a pod. Exactly. <laughs> Like, all right, spoiler alert for Aliens. Uh, they all... Yeah, but if you haven't seen Aliens, fuck you, dude. It came yeah, out 30 yeah, years come ago. on, man. It's fucking... fucking kiss, kiss one of ass. the best movies we gotta move ever on. fucking we gotta, made. We got three more years. I got one more, I got one yeah, more movie for 86. Do I got it. one more movie for 86. I love it. Do it. Um, As I mentioned in the last one, mm-hmm. uh, Friday the 13th, yeah. part eight, oh, Jason takes yeah. Manhattan... Fuck yeah. That came out in, no no no. That came out in 88. That is my favorite Friday right. the 13th movie. Right. But the in my opinion, my humble oh, opinion I as, a, as a podcast uh, asshole host. Yes. In 1986 mm. comes uh Jason part 6. Yes. Jason lives yes. where they they fucking switched it up. Yes. They went from horror film to going, you know what we need to do? Let's make a horror comedy. Horror comedy. Let's just realize they hit that guy. They hit the, it. They hit it so hard. Guy and he fucking oh my up. god! Oh my god! They hit the ground so hard. They hit it running. They knew people were going. Like I said, mm-hmm. this is a these movies, these sequels, they're date movies. Yes. Let's make it fun. Let's make it scary. Right. But let's if you laugh and you're scared at the same time, you're still going to have sex. I with would someone. also make the argument that literally, like by that point, there was already like granted it probably wasn't like in a hotel ballroom in a fucking Hilton in L.A., but there was like a horror con, and I'm sure that fucking some sort of fucking Hollywood producer showed up, and everyone's wearing a fucking ski mask or a fucking like a uh, a goalie Hockey, mask, yeah. and er- and everyone's fucking Jason, and they're like, wait a second, they don't hate Jason. They love Jason. Yeah. Like Jason's the man. He's like, the anti-hero. Fucking. So is Freddy Krueger. Right, but Freddy and I agree. And Freddy is, but Freddy's a. Robert England does a great job in the sense of the later ones where he becomes a little bit more. He is literally like the devil. Here's, He's like, here's the thing: it right. changes in three. Right. Literally but, in three. That's but the they first. Drown, they drown Jason repeatedly. They they fucking did this to Jason. Those. Popular kids, those handsome kids, they did this to fucking Jason. You're right. Fucking, and when he comes back for them, it's sort of an anti-hero fucking thing. But here's the thing. Like, yes. Originally, mm-hmm. Wes Craven had him as a child molester, changed mm-hmm. it to a child murderer. Mm-hmm. People forgot that by Dream right. Warriors, because right. that was the first time he goes, he t- picks up Tina, yeah. shoves her head into a TV, yes. goes, it's prime time now, <laughs> bitch. And then after that, right. it's like Rick and Morty joke where every word out of his mouth is bitch. And, and he somehow, he becomes this misogynistic like hero by mm. the point where they do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 6. That's a straight comedy. I would make a slight defense that it's like, but also by this point, everyone is so firestorm on, on horror movies. They're just like... 
these are the guys. Yeah, exactly. These are the guys. Which guy do you like? Do yeah. you like Michael Myers? Do you like Jason? Do you like Freddy Krueger? That's the mask to wear. If you don't wear one of these masks, you look like an asshole. Like, yes. Uh, can we pause this for a second? Finger popping each other's assholes. assholes. <laughs> so whatever you guys are doing. All right. Just launch in 87. But we go into 1987. Okay? And it keeps going. It gets weirder. It gets darker. Because we're in the later era of the Reagan era. Shit's getting bananas. But it gets wild. And the one that comes out first is Evil Dead 2. <sighs> they cut <sighs> off. And they eat off Ash's hand. And who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? And they put a chainsaw on his hand, and shit gets wild. Uh, kind of a remake. Also insane. It's... Well, just... You are... I love your takes on Evil Dead 2. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. I don't think it's a remake. I think they just... Like somebody else released it, too. So yes. they couldn't use... Like, it's the old serial thing where they right. show the end of the last episode, and then they start the new one. They couldn't fucking do that because someone else released right. it. So, like, they just reshot Evil Dead, which yes. is a 90 minute movie, in five minutes, <laughs> and then just goes, Here we go. This Here is Ash go. now. Let's go. He's fucking crazy. And doing that thing that start, it's starting to happen a little bit with that. Um, the 80s horror movies are starting to become self reflexive, self aware, self conceptive. It's like, well, what if the hero has a chainsaw? What yeah. if the, like, it's like these kind of like, and then people are like, oh shit. Like, what if the hero is even crazier than the bad guys? What if, like, but, yeah. but they make the bad guys, they make the antagonists right. even crazier. Exactly. Because when they have his girlfriend locked in the basement, and right. she's like doing this and oh, fucking. Oh my I, God, that shit is terrifying. It's even terrifying. In my head. And then she turns back to a human, Ash. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You fucking piece of shit. Exactly. And then switches. Oh, oh my God. It's so great. Oh, my God. Uh, And also just goes into relationships that all of us have had. Um, And possibly Sam Raimi had. It's like... And also, it does all go back to fucking... There is a queen alien... Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. Like there like there is now this like switch a little bit that literally James Cameron is like, what if the heroes are a little tougher than fucking the cowards in the rest of the horror movies? What like, if everyone is so shell shocked? Yes. Sanity is no longer a thing to base whether you're the good guy or the bad guy. Yes. What if the heroes are even scarier than the bad guys? Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Which goes into some of them, which also, and hmm, so slight transition, but also going into one of my favorite movies and also a switch on that a little bit, which is Clive Barker's classic Hellraiser. We have such sights to show you. Oh my god, fucking! Oh my god, the humans are demons so... to some, angels to others. Like the idea of this. Yes, the bad guys are they the bad guys? No, they're the good guys. the 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 dudes who have pins in their faces and their mouth mm. is like some weird fucking shattering thing where it's right. like sucked back into their face right. and they're like, we're going to tear your soul apart. And the guy from Dirty Harry is a fucking asshole again. Yeah, fuck him. Yes. Just like in Stepfather. Yes. 
Yes. He's playing the same character, yes. but after he turns into Frank what with the skin on, that guy? he just sort of got old I, and freaked I, out and left. Was but, but I appreciate how weird he was. I appreciate He was, it. He was yeah. super creepy. Yeah. He's disgustingly creepy. Mm. But... But it was interesting. You're right, though. Like, Clive Barker, like, does this thing where he's like, no, the bad guys are not the bad guys. No, they're not. The bad guys are. Humanity is evil. Yes. The people punishing humanity. Yes. Trying to get you to recycle and Mm. take care of the environment. You were told not to fuck with this. Yeah. You were told not to fuck with this puzzle box. And you fucking did it. Like, you're an asshole. Exactly. I love that. I genuinely. They're amazing. Right. You're amazing. And also, like, that's something I love about, like... Because, also, here's the mm. thing. Who's bringing people back to the house to murder them so that Frank can get blood? It's Julia. It's him. Who's draining the blood out of them? It's Frank. Who's just showing up to go, look, you belong in hell? Pinhead. Exactly. Dude. And Pinhead... And also, Pinhead... To be fair, is kind of the coolest out of all of them. He is. He used you, to be a minor. He was a minor character oh. who turned into uh, event. Doug Bradley eventually yes. was writing his own dialogues for the rest of the shitty sequels. I, lo- I love that. That all of like uh, Kane for fucking Jason and fucking yeah. Robert England. Robert England got to direct a bunch of the fucking uh, the TV series and, and a couple of nine seven six. Uh, evil and fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like the, he directed the mangler i think yes like that these guys who were just sort of like stuntmen and fucking character actors but because they became these I, horror icons they were allowed to sort of become these larger american characters yeah and yes but fucking also that pinhead fucking poster of him holding the fucking box oh, it's and amazing. everything glowing it's amazing out. it's maybe with the exception of that friday the 13th fucking the the Part silhou- two all of the the first two also the silhouette the silhouette oh, the silhouette's of, great fucking but you were showing me earlier the poster yes. for Friday the 13th part, it just says Friday the 13th part 2 the body count continues <laughs> holy shit holy man shit. you that can't get it. away with that now that was like movie theaters yeah and people were like fuck yeah they're gonna kill everybody <laughs> America's weird murder uh, death kill <laughs> um also, dude, 87 has uh, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, which I'm not going to go into too much. Because uh, we didn't go to Prom Night. That is true. But I also, a uh, shout out to them, fucking, um, how did this get made? Did an amazing episode on it. But I'm just saying, if it they stole it from me because I've loved that movie since I was a fucking kid. It's fucking amazing. It true. All the actors in it are great. It's crazy. If you ever want to see truly the most, like, 80s, like, Naked women, naked dudes, things on fire, insane shit like that you were not expecting. Prom night two, uh, Mary or fucking prom night, Mary Lou. Prom night two is fucking the craziest thing. Like, just give it a whirl. I'm telling you, give it a whirl. It's also it's it's Canadians. They were like coming at it. They're coming at it with like fucking fire. It's great. Um, there are two though. I got to toss these out. This is. 87 is the year where the vampire shit fucking really escalates, right? On two, on two Which levels. Which we already, we've brought up. Right. So we're not going to go too deep no. into fucking Catherine Bigelow's fucking rad ass fucking near dark. It, it, if nothing else, just, just Google fucking the scene 
where in the bar in the, the bar, bar where fucking Bill uh, Paxton, Bill Paxton, R.I.P. and fucking becomes, Lance Henderson go oh bananas God. on the shittiest bunch of which has been referenced in a bunch of amazing shit. Like there's an amazing scene in The Invisibles that Grant Morrison writes where a bunch of fucking cowboys come up to them and he fucking grabs the guy's nuts and he goes, "You're in the wrong movie." And the guy's like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "You think you're in the cowboy movie, but you're in the vampire movie." Oh, you great. fuck with the wrong table like there is such a like it changes your neck is scary oh my god it's so spooky and crazy but by the same token there's also like the 80s late 80s fancy boy fucking joel schumacher makes the lost boys and you get a bunch of handsome and Joel Schumacher it would eventually be allowed to make a bunch of shitty Batman movies and uh, The Client, which is not that bad. Uh, it's dumb, but it's worth watching. Um, and a couple of 87 movies, real I'm, fast. I, my only thing is that uh, Alex Winter from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in The Lost Boys is like the most 80s handsome boy you've ever seen. Like, he's got the long curly hair. It's like, and he's a vampire. I'm just, and our boy, Corey Feldman. Or, excuse me, Corey Haim. Sorry, Corey, R.I.P. 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 Corey Haim. Yeah. Fucking, anyway, continue. Uh, The Monster Squad came out in 1987, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. written by Shane Black. Right. With uh, Decker, whatever his fucking name is. I love that movie growing up, but here's the thing. Mm. That entire movie is a plot hole. It absolutely. There's so much from start to finish. They don't give a shit at this. There's point. There's like an entire. Right. There's an entire plot that they edit out of the movie. They're literally just making dumb shit because also Shane Black is in Predator, which comes out that year. Yes. Which we will get. There's an Arnold Schwarzenegger episode, and or a John McTiernan episode. At, and dude, Predator is Predator once, starts off as an action movie, right? There's we. I need to save a bunch of my predator stories. We're there's a yeah. bunch. There yeah. are fucking. It is a, and also have you ever seen Predator? What are you doing anyway? Um, Jesus Christ. One more. I got. I got to talk about one more. I got. I got. Yeah, real quick. Let's do it. The most underrated John Carpenter movie of all time. Prince of Darkness. I love that movie. He came back with a vengeance, dude. He, did. he really did make he, a fucking he, weird movie. He he went and he did he did. Fucking Starman, which got him an Oscar nomination. He so did good. Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. which got him the biggest cult following of his life, yes. yeah. more than any of his other movies. He did they, uh, whatever. Fucking but then like, bum, bum. Bum, bum, Prince bum. of Darkness. I'm just, is I know, but beyond anything in my mind. No. I lo- I love Prince of Darkness. Have snake Pliskin tattoos. I know that's true, <laughs> but but yes, you're right. Prince of Darkness is so good that when I was 19. I wrote an entire play <laughs> based off the oh, last boy, image go. based off the last image of that movie where the devil's coming out of the church and they put you and in just, an he's asylum. on TV and he's just waving his arm. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Hold on. I yes. laid it in the floor and I wrote an entire play. And you're absolutely right. And it literally just came out at like the absolute wrong moment because there was so much yeah. good horror shit fucking happening and I guarantee that they just it's one of those ones. I will do a little research on it on the John Carpenter one, but they put it. I guarantee they put it out the wrong weekend. That is because Prince of Darkness is fucking dope. It's amazing. Also, it, R.I.P. Alice Cooper. I, oh. He's not dead. I don't care. <laughs> Just his career. Uh, yeah, and also him being the Prince of Darkness and being all into Jesus and stuff and golfing. Um, but uh, my only last one on E seven is Dream Warriors comes out. Dream Warriors is, a, is way earlier. Mm, incorrect. No, I'm, I'm very correct. 
Anyway, uh, 88. You talking about Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. No, that's way earlier. 387. No. Oh, look, I'll fight you. All right, hold on. Brian, cut it out. We have to fight to the death. Bum, 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 bum. I fucking know what I'm talking about. That makes no fucking sense. It does, though. It's three years after the fucking first one. You forget that fucking Wes Craven came in later and was... I don't agree. <laughs> it's okay. I, love I don't you. believe in Google. I love you anyway. Okay, we get into fucking 88. There's a couple of 88s that are fucking big time important. Not as many, though, but... Okay, I have to toss this out. Chuck Russell's uh, fucking The Blob is scared the fuck out of me. If you want to see a fucking movie that genuinely is like somehow so spooky and fucking terrifying, watch Chuck Russell's 88 The Blob. It is a version of the 50s blob. It doesn't make any sense why it's so scary, but it's literally be people just like you look over your sink and then something sucks you into your fucking sink. It's really weird. It's crazy. Um, uh, there is, I have to bring up a movie called dead. Just real quick. I have to bring this up. There's a, what's up? We just what was it? Christine. Uh, wow. We'll get, that yeah. movie sucks. we're going to do a Stephen yeah. King slash John Carpenter. We yeah. got, we're going to get terrible. it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A car, cars are going to run over Brian. Brian, they are going to run you over. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> Absolutely. It's basically Stephen King writes the same book nine times because he's on fucking drugs. Um, there is a movie called Dead Heat. Okay, I have to toss this out here. If you've never seen Dead Heat, it stars Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. It is a buddy cop movie in which they fucking arrest zombies. This is not a joke. This is a real movie that happened, and you have to see it. It is real stupid. It is real bad. But they put a lot of Hollywood money into it because people forget that Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, for one brief little moment, were very famous. Okay. Um, For the children listening at home, those were people who were famous for like one year. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me that Treat Williams isn't famous now? Treat, Treat Williams is more famous than Joe Piscopo. Um, That's not saying much. I know. Um, there is Hellraiser 2, Hellbound. I fucking love that movie. I know. It's love pretty, that movie. That's I literally had to stop my poster too. I literally had to stop myself from buying that two mm. weeks ago. Mm. Because there's a different cover for the VHS right. than the one I own. But it's yes. like, I already own that on VHS. Yes. There is a movie in 88, though, I have to bring up, which is going to be on my wall. It's going to happen. I'm saying it right now. In 1988, Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, the other Tom Holland, makes Child's Play, which seems stupid, but... It is about a murderer who jumps into a doll and then goes into the 1980s in Chicago and makes a kid run around and is murdering the shit out of everybody and making a kid do his bidding on the west side in Chicago in the 1980s. It's the weirdest, most amazing movie. And every time anyone's like, Child's Play is dumb. And then I show them the original Child's Play. It's got that quotient where it's like, people are like, Rocky movies are dumb. And you show them the original Rocky. And they're like, okay, I understand what you're saying. The original Child's Play is honestly even maybe one of my favorite movies. Like, it's crazy. It's so different and weird, and I I stand by... I'm sorry. I've, I watched it I'm last not, Halloween. I love it. I'm sorry. It's still good. It's still nuts. 
I'm not trying to take anything away from you. Yeah. I think it's fucking dumb. Yeah, it's, that's on you. D- dude, but no, I'm sorry. The It has such an interesting story initially. The mom is just trying to help her kid out, and she buys a fucking stupid-ass doll from a weird homeless wizard, and it turns out it actually is a murderer inside of the... It's the weirdest movie ever, but I love it. I'm sorry. Um, and there's Maniac Cop in 88. There's, love that. Yes. He's a cop. He's also a maniac. Guess what? That's America. <laughs> okay. Here's the crazy bit. He Ma- shot a bunch of people in the back. <laughs> Can't breathe. Um, <laughs> cut that out. Oh my god. No. Anyways, fuck that. here's the thing. Maniac Cap Two is the better movie, but it's not a right. horror film. It's just an action movie. It's it is. You're right. But you're it's right. got some crazy ass fucking amazing stunts. Yes. That like a B movie doesn't deserve. Hmm. It's also a weird idea for a movie. It's basically RoboCop, but you just cut out any of the like humanity of it. You're just like, yeah, it's just, just it's closer to reality. <laughs> yes, correct. Mm. Um, your favorite George Romero movie comes out, Monkey Shines. About, I quit. <laughs> about a monkey. Um, I had two very close friends of mine who were obsessed with that movie. And they made me watch it several times. What's wrong with Bela? <laughs> no, no, no. They were they were both women. And uh, uh, what's wrong with you? And I and they they love that movie. And uh, to be fair, if you watch that movie as like a comedy, because it is a monkey murdering people. I know it's, it's pretty, not. It's pretty hilarious. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie at all. No, but it is pretty fun. I have an idiot movie I want to bring up. I'm not sure it's going to be on your list. What is it? It's the Neil Jordan directed, but studio fucked up high spirits. Oh, yeah. No, high spirits is pretty dope. It is pretty dope. Can, would you, consider, would you consider that a horror movie? There's a scene, yeah. uh, spoiler alert, where a fucking uh, severed hand mm. jumps out of the fucking yeah. mouth of a fish on a trophy thing and grabs one of the characters by the throat. It is spooky. It is spooky. It's spooky. There's a bunch of nuns that throw Jennifer Tilly out a window. To be fair, Neil Jordan, is when he was good, he was, he was always so spooky. Crazy. He, he was, was always spooky. Dude. He was always unsettling. He was yes. so unsettling. Dude, I know it's the 90s, but Interview with a Vampire, like, that that created Brad Pitt, in my opinion, really. Like, the first one that re like, I know he had sort of been around, but, like, I don't know what, like, I understand, like, but literally, I know he had been kind of a side character, and then they brought him in to be the main character. We'll get in. We'll get into that. Let's do a Neil Jordan episode. I'm in. Or a vampire in. episode. Yeah. Like... And also that Scientologist, once again, is an actual vampire who cannot die and is Lestat and is fucking rad in it. And you're right. And we talked about in one of our last episodes fucking about uh, Neil Jordan doing the crying game. There's He just adds an element of spookiness to all of his movies, even, yeah. if, they're, even if they're not spooky. He adds spookiness and he's kind of a horror director who doesn't make horror movies. And I high spirits. I the really, Irish are are cursed and haunted. Yes, that's... Uh, well, I'm well... Uh, I mean, my beard's completely red. I get it, too. Believe me, there's ghosts talking to me right now. Shut up, Dad. Anyway, uh, so... He's alive. No, no, he's totally... Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's a text He's just message. really tall. He just... <laughs> that's true. And also, he... Uh, In case you didn't know this, Alex's dad is, is, he, the, is, is the actor from My Giant with Billy Crystal. And because he likes the podcast and is it a, also a movie nerd, he has a lot of fun notes about... The, uh, he brings up a lot of sequels, for instance, for our sequel episode that we didn't bring up. 
that involved uh, Clint Eastwood. And I was like, yeah, I agree. Mm, okay. I didn't bring them up, but you're right. There are 900 sequels to Dirty Harry. That is very true. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I don't talk about Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Sorry. Don't say that. He'll find us. Um, uh, all right. The only one in 88, last one, is Pumpkinhead. It scared, it scared idiots in my class. They were very scared. It has Lance Hendrickson. It's real dumb. And it had a great cover and is one of the great VHS moron movies. If you're it is. It's it, really bad. It's it a dumb movie. Of, it has less issues. I want to say one thing, though, about yeah. um, Pumpkinhead 2. Hmm. Directed by... S- <laughs> that would have made it better. <laughs> Brian Tepsch just said, worst movies ever seen. And I agree with him. Pumpkinhead 2 was directed by Stan Winston. It is a piece of shit. It's garbage, yes. And it any- is... So bad. It was a nice litmus test whenever I brought up horror movies and someone said they were scared of Pumpkinhead. I was like, Jesus Christ, we're not friends life? anymore. What is your life? Has your has your has no one in your family ever yelled at you? Like, holy shit. Anyway, uh, so let's go into eighty nine. The last year of the it is, uh, Exorcist three. Whose favorite movie is that? I think, you know, well, he had two favorite movies. That was Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite movie. He also loved Return of the Jedi because he thought of himself as the emperor. He had great taste. (laughs) He had great taste. (laughs) And he has those hipster glasses. Uh, (laughs) Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? He had great great taste. Do you get it? He ate his victims. Brian, do you? (laughs) Fuck Hurry up, Tefs. Come on. Come on. All right. So Friday the 13th, though, part eight or seven, Jason takes Manhattan, comes out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're doing it. We're doing it. I got like like four. All right. I got a few. Okay. I got a couple. All right. Okay. So we brought up Jason takes Manhattan. Jason goes to New York. He, like, does a thing. He gets a fucking sublet. He's doing yeah, a thing. Yeah. He fucking he he goes. He gets Here's, tickets to a fucking musical. He goes to the cats. He doesn't like it. He <laughs> murders mur- the whole cast. God, I'd watch the shit out of that movie. That would be so. Anything other than what they put in that fucking movie would be better. The whole Jason takes Manhattan. You know what that movie is? Jason grows on a cruise ship, and then he spends five minutes in New York, and he fucking kicks over a boombox and takes off his mask. Yes. So then if he would have gone to the Statue of Liberty and just like waited in line and taken the tour. I'm just saying, I think it might be a better. It would have been so much better. Also, uh, super producer Brian Taps just handed me a note and said, Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason, the Airbnb, Airbnb, Airbnb super host. Edit that so I sound like a human. That's like Friday the 13th. That's Friday the 13th, part like 40 at this point. Um, all right, there's like Puppet Master. Mm. You're literally at this point of like the the cool posters in hor- in the movie store that you watched and you were like, these are not good, but you watched them anyway. Shocker. Shocker, though, is Wes, Wes Craven trying something a little wild. It doesn't work all the way, but it's kind of like relevant in terms of weird prison shit now. I don't know. I'm sorry. Like. It's- I, I watched it. I didn't complain through right. it, but it wasn't scary. It's not scary. It's yeah. more about prison reform. I know. It's more about. It's like, what's that? F- <sighs> Go ahead. I'm not I know. It's, it's not any good. Uh, Vampire's Kiss. We've already talked about. Yeah, we killed <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Um, and two 
I'm just going to go into the last two. 1989, me and my dad, we went opening night. We were fucking excited. I was a little kid, and we went to Ghostbusters 2. And I remember coming out, and we talked about it on the way home, and I said, it was it was scarier than the first one, but it wasn't better than the first one. No. And my dad was like, yeah, okay. It was it was real fucking stupid, though. And I was like, mm. Yeah, it really was. It was I agree kinda, with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> that giant of a man. But, it's like, I'm just saying, the... The severed heads on the stick, the train scary, hitting Winston. shit. Like, just they like, have scary shit in there, but that's just the because... Go, the ghost lady who shows up and takes the baby off the yeah. fucking ledge. And I was but, like, ah, ah, like... <laughs> that's not Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters 2. No, I, that's what I mean, though. It's yeah. not It's not the it's not first Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. No, it doesn't. It's, it's, whatever right. the, it, it's whatever the sequel became, mm-hmm. which was... If that right. was like a separate horror right. movie, right. unrelated. Also, we I would love to do an episode, and we'll have like maybe like a Bill Murray episode or a Dan Aykroyd or something, but like... I'm that, not showing up for Aykroyd. I'm just tossing this out there. There literally was a story about how they all sat down at like Largo or something and fucking... And had lunch... And they they came up with a movie, like, and they were like, let's do it. And then when Bill Murray showed up on set, that was not the script that he fucking agreed to and was like, what the fuck? And then was mad at them for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> like. The man who holds grudges. He, did, he talked to Harold Ramis yes, once after yes. fucking uh, like, Groundhog Day. This is nothing. <laughs> uh, and the last one in 1989 for me and maybe for you. Now I have two after this. It's okay. No, maybe we should save this. All right, let we'll me do my two. Do it. Do it. And maybe. then we'll finish on Let's something we yeah, totally agree yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1989, mm-hmm. a low budget, completely disgusting movie called Society comes out. Oh yes. Oh my God. The ending of this movie is exactly what everybody thought. Uh, the orgy scenes in Eyes Wide Shut was gonna be. <laughs> but let me tell you, this is. So much worse, so much more disgusting. The movie itself leading up is just sort of creepy, not well executed. And then when it comes to that finale, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, my God, I want to not watch this. It's so disturbing and stupid and gross. Mm. The other one, in my eyes, Mm. is a fucking masterpiece. Hell yeah. Tatsuo the Iron Man. It is 89 minutes. It's or like 70. It's 80 minutes. It's not even a whole fucking movie. But they shot it over the course of a couple years. They had no money. It is super gross. It is like if David Cronenberg was decided to make a Japanese body horror film in black and white, where it was just like, how gross can we get? How bad can it be? And how bad can we make you not want to watch this? And you bring up a good point about how in the 90s, though, is when Japan really starts to connect into the horror stuff. They blow up. Like they 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 get it. The late the very late 80s, early 90s is when Japan really starts to connect their horror stuff into this. But the movie I was going to say, my last movie of 1989. Satan is good. Satan is my pal. Satan is good. Satan is a friend. Uh I want to kill everyone. everyone. You're chanting. Uh, Ray, you're chanting. <laughs> Joe Dante's The Burbs. In front of your son. Which I also saw with my dad in the theater in 1989. And we came out of it and was like, that movie's great. Even though we were the only people in the theater, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. This is, is a 
Maybe yeah. why we have this podcast. This is why we have the podcast. Yes. We would this is this is the problem. First of all, uh back to the family thing. Yes. Like you said, our origin story is very yes. similar. Yes. My family would rent this over and over from one of the fucking mm-hmm. deadbeat video stores off of Pala- yeah. off of off of fucking Archer and Pulaski <laughs> for over and over. Yes. And we just keep watching it. But yeah. also, you and I would do the same stupid shit. Yes. The last place we lived. Yes. Because neither one of us owned it on DVD I or Blu-ray. Buy it. I just need to like get Joe, Dan- Joe Dante, please come. And then like one of the most random great things you and I ever did. Yes. Oh, yes. We saw it the music box on 35 millimeter from the front row, and it was perfect. Yes, because it was perfect. And also Okay. Let's not bring it up. <laughs> Let's just have that moment for us. That's I fair. don't want to get real gross. Fucking, that kid's a meatball. That kid is a meatball. Uh, yes, totally we is. are both meatballs. Uh, that is an amazing one. All right, let's... Let's do our three. Let's do our. Did we three. actually say the burbs though? Did we say the, the burbs. title? Absolutely. The burbs. Joe Donnie's the burbs. If you, also, if you've never seen the burbs, like fuck you. You're like, a fucking fuck you. asshole. You're a fucking asshole. Go back to like, Michigan. Screw you. Like you need to fucking do this. You need to fucking just sit your ass down and watch the fucking burbs, and it will blow your mind. It Admittedly, will... kind of a mixed message now. No, I don't think so. I, I think, think so. I, I real of of like. What the suburbia is in America? No, no, no and you're right. But they also being a lunatic and accusing everyone of fucking all kinds of crazy shit, and everyone being up. But to they turn le- out to be the baddies. That is true, but it is Hollywood. Everyone gets it. But ev- like that idea of everyone being up each other's ass, and I- I'm sorry, like, and even if it is just a time capsule to fucking 1989, like, then you n- still need to watch it. You still no, need to I'm understand never, it. Never, never. Never gonna stop watching the birds. Absolutely, that's why I have uh, my. Jo- what do you want me to go to that fucking that lake house? And then the neighbor with the gigantic head falls down the stairs. Princess Leia is in the movie. Yeah. Okay, like there, fucking Woody from Toy Story is in the movie. As much as I love him, it's probably Corey Feldman's best movie. Like Bruce so Dern obnoxious. is in the movie. Fucking uh, Rick Ducommon. Dude, uh, what's her? Wendy Shaw. Wendy Shaw. Fuck it. Like, there's. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing it's movie. Unstoppable Joe that, Dante. That movie is why I have my Joe Dante tattoo yes. that I have not yet Fuck. shown Brian Tapps. Dude, Joe Dante, I love him. I would get a Joe Dante tattoo. Yeah. I, I would. It would probably be of like Kirsten Dunst in. Henry Gibson. In Small Soldiers. But who knows? Uh, anyways, so. What? What? Anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's um, just go to the wall. <laughs> What's your wall? What's uh, what's your number one on the wall of fucking number? Are we doing three? Let's do three. Let's do three more. Yeah. Hold on. My number three. Yeah. Eighty-six to eighty-nine. Eighty-five to eighty-nine. Eighty-five to eighty-nine. I don't count. Prince of Darkness. Wow. Fucking dropping the fucking hammer. Love it. Fucking love it. I can't watch it enough. It's so creepy. It's not, admit, right. admittedly, it's not the fucking best movie right. from that last five years. Right. But to me, it's perfect. Mm. I mean, I dig it. I dig it. I would say, uh, for me, it's number three is The Fly. Like, David Cronenberg's, in my opinion, his masterwork of horror. Like, I don't think he ever really made another truly horror movie. All of his movies have elements of horror in them. Uh, Videodrome is a horror movie, but 
nothing is the fly. The fly is truly, and it's in my opinion, it's still like when Goldblum appears and is like Goldblum. Like, you ready for fucking an eternal into the Marvel movies? It's him. It's fucking in the classic, like, beautiful gold bloom. Like, it's so fucking great. And then he gets turned into a fly. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. What's your two? Just to clarify. Yeah. I'm not even picking the best movies. No. This I'm is picking our blockbuster the, wall. The blockbuster wall right. are the most watchable movies, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And based on this criteria. Yes. Because... I'm not including The Fly. I'm not mm-hmm. including all these. It's the mm-hmm. same thing I did with the last one. Although, I'm yes. not going to lie. I watched The Shining and the thing so many fucking times. It's ridiculous. The Shining is probably, like, I would say, like, number three for me in my, like, favorite movies that I've ever seen in the history exactly. of my life. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, but I understand. Okay. So, <laughs> number two, which is insane because it's not <laughs> even the right order of my favorite movies of all time. But number two is The Burbs. Wow. 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 Yeah. Well, I'm not going to steal it. I'm not going to steal it because I would, I love it. It's also in my top five of favorite movies of mine, but I'm not going to steal it. I would say Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, when mm. everything goes bananas, when the ex girlfriend pops out of the fucking thing. Why would you do this? Like, it's fucking literally maybe one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And at the same point, one of the craziest fucking action movies I've also ever seen. It's bananas. Yeah. It's I, whenever people bash on Sam Raimi, I just always remember, I'm like, but that guy made evil dead too. Like, yeah. you don't remember that? Like, I know the Spider-Man movies were like kind of dumb sometimes, but like, do, do, do you remember? Like it's, it's Bruce even, Campbell cutting off his hand right. is worth watching. Right. Yeah. Sad or emo, um, Toby McGuire dance. <laughs> finger guns, finger guns, finger guns. All right, what's your number one? My number one's a tie. Oh, he's doing I'm, it. I'm gonna be this asshole. Do it. It's a tie between what you just said, mm. Evil Dead 2, and of course, the movie that my, my grandparents loved horror films. Mm. The only time they ever thanked me for bringing them a movie, right? And going, okay. That was as gory as we wanted. Get us another one like that. <laughs> dope. Was Hellraiser. Fuck. Oh, all right. All right. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's fucking dope. It's, it's amazing. It's so dope. And by that same token, I'd say on my two, I'm literally going to agree with you. Ooh. I'm not. I'm literally going to save Aliens for my fucking James Cameron episode. I'm going to save fucking Predator for my fucking maybe Schwarzenegger or fucking McTiernan episode. But it is fucking goddamn like Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Fucking. It's so good. You have no idea who you are dealing with. Fucking. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what's your number one? I, I just oh, did, you just did your number I one. I did number ones. Yeah. I just did my number one too. We should cut that out. Yeah. And so what we're doing is well, team, I think we fucking managed to pull that off. Happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Yeah, we are at Sawain. Uh, when the realities become thin and the ghosts come through, don't look into cemeteries. You might see yourself. I just want you all to know that I love the shit out of every single one of you who fucking subscribe and follow us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all that other mayhem. You are the greatest human beings who've ever lived. Um, on behalf of Nick and Brian and myself, fucking eat that candy, drink them drugs, do them things. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Blockbuster Film School.